Hey everyone, it's Haley here. I want to come on and say thank you so much for all of you who joined our charity stream. It was incredibly successful, raised over $1,000 that went to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And it was an amazing experience. We were really excited to be able to do a charity stream that was both successful, fun, interactive, and I can't wait to do something like that again and raise money for a good cause. So thank you for anyone who is able to participate. And I hope if we do it again, you are also able to participate then as well. Just as a, another reminder, it is a different month. It's May. So if you are going to buy some diehard dice, there's some really cool ones. And Steve talks about some super awesome ones that he got in this episode. Highly recommend checking them out. If you do check them out and you want to buy dice and you get want to get 15% off and support our show, please use the code hideous-may. That's all I've got up top. So with that, I'll welcome you to episode 144, Crazy Stupid Shove. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 144. And we're level 10. It's a pretty big achievement, especially considering it's halfway to level 20. And I'm sure you guys will make it to level 20, just probably beyond the scope of this adventure. <laughs> but I need to know what you're drinking before we can get to figuring out some, some of the mysteries potentially underneath Undia Meat House. So, Emily, what do you got? Today I have a rum and pineapple drink. It's quite good, very refreshing. Like, is it pineapple drank or pineapple juice? It is pineapple juice okay. with rum. Uh, just some leftover pineapple juice from the last episode, actually. Yeah, we all know that age as well, that pineapple juice. You tend to buy a whole bottle of it and... Uh... It's been in the fridge. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of fine, hey, Brooks, what you drinking? Oh, thanks, Griff. I am drinking a Seventh Sun Brewing Company Miracle IPA. Miracle IPA. Yes. Well, speaking of the person who's, it's a miracle their character is still alive after they almost killed themselves earlier, <laughs> a couple episodes ago. Hey, Haley. Hey, it was uh, to save everything and everybody around me. But anyways. What are you I'm drinking? Drinking a mimosa seltzer. Mimosa seltzer. So an orange seltzer. But it's a mimosa seltzer. What does differentiate? Like, is it kind of orange juicy or? Oh, it's, it's, to me, it's a seltzer of Sunny D versus a seltzer of like an orange, actual orange, the fruit flavor. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. That actually doesn't sound bad. Oh, it's pretty good. Honestly. I would, I would, I, I think I'd drink some boozy Sunny D. I'm about the yeah. boozy Sunny D. So I think, I think we should pivot all of the next, uh, all of the next iteration of the poll into boozy Sunny D drinks. All right. So we need some drink suggestions with Sunny D in them, apparently. Stat. <laughs> mm-hmm. The boozy Sunny D saga. Well, we're going to have it. It's happening soon. Maybe. Maybe when we all get to the beach, we can have some boozy Sunny D. I mean, Emily, seriously, smell it. Just, that's all you need. It's Sunny D, oh, without yeah. a doubt. It is. It's like that fake tropical orange E adjacent flavor. They're great. <laughs> if only the coffee version in this wasn't trash. Well, oh. speaking of a D with a sunny disposition, hey, it's me, Griff. Uh, i'm drinking a root beer whiskey it's pretty good and it's actually it's not root beer mixed with whiskey it is a whiskey that is flavored like root beer common misconception but nonetheless delicious and speaking of delicious hey steve what are you drinking i I know that i know the patrons uh well i i hope the patrons did you well this week yeah, so the patrons I think did me pretty well. Um, shoot, I'm sorry, I don't, I can't remember the name of this beverage. Emily, do you know it offhand? Did it have one? Yeah, it was Trex. And who did this come from? This was from Alex G. Oh, thank you, Alex. What this is is an ounce of Crown, one and a half ounces of green curacao, one ounce of margarita mix, and topped off with Sprite. So uh, we got close. Yeah. <laughs> The ounce of crown was crown apple. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like that's a substantial difference. Well, we're just getting started, Griffin, oh, no. <laughs> because we don't have green you curacao. You can't blame him if you don't like this. <laughs> we got blue curacao. Okay, well, yep. I think the curacao's all taste the same. They're just different colors. Okay, well, then let me hit you with this curveball. Um, we didn't have margarita mix and Sprite, so instead I just threw in half a can of... The Bud Light Hard Seltzer Lime Margarita. Woof, dude. <laughs> that's a downgrade. Well, I think that that's, that's a huge that combi- downgrade. That is a, a perfect combination of margarita mix and Sprite. No, no, it's not. <laughs> you're, you're actually wrong about that. And the fact that you're mixing all of that with green apple is going to be just a a delight, I'm it's, sure. It's a pretty rough looking drink. Give it a drink. Give it a, yeah, give it a sip. Let's give it a shot. Oh yeah, that's something else. I want to try it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's oh, like a I'm curious. Oh, <laughs> you know what's weird? And I haven't, I haven't taken a sip yet. But okay. what's what's really strange to me is how overpowering the Bud Light seltzer smell is when you have a green apple fucking whiskey in here. Yeah, it I don't is even surprising. smell the green apple. <laughs> Interesting. It's just like a mess of sweetness. You know what? That's surprisingly palatable. I could I could probably drink that. Right, you can take it down, but there's there's not much discernible I mean, yeah, flavor. Like, would, would I would I buy it? No, no. Hey, and, and 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 Griff, do you mind if I give a little shout out here to a, a, a big friend of the show? No, I don't mind at all. Yeah, well, our our good buddies at Die Hard Dice, we had Todd on for a um, one of the Zone of Truths a little while ago, and me and him talked a long time about how much I love the pink metal dice that they make, and they just came out with a brand new pink metal set. It's called the Dracana Ventus uh, Zephyros. Remember little... when he talked to us about how difficult it was to name dice? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But he, you know what? He just sent it out to me out of the, the goodness of his heart. And they are fucking gorgeous. They're this pink scaly dye. He threw the dyer in there. I can't wait to roll them for the first time tonight. They go great with all my other pink dye. I'm only rolling pink dice tonight. So uh, this one's to you, Todd. Thank you. But too bad it really didn't strike me as an all pink dice character. But... No, nah, but you know what? Bad boys roll pink. <laughs> Well, you got three sets in the pink. Okay, so uh, I know exactly what the smell is. It is a freshly opened bag of gummy bears. Come what? back on top of that. Can I smell this as well? Sure. <laughs> I don't buy a whole lot of gummy bears. Everybody got their COVID shots, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it actually is. That is exactly <laughs> the smell of a freshly opened bag. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. I haven't tasted it yet. Doing man, smelling. I wanted it. everyone to stick their nose in it before you got a gulp. Yeah, it doesn't taste like a freshly opened bag of gummy bears, <laughs> but but much like a fully eaten bag of gummy bears, I think that's gonna give you diarrhea. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, that finishes with crown apple. It's, oh. No thanks. Well, speaking of rough finishes, let's uh, let's all roll off here. Okay, okay. I got a natty 16. 18. Nine. Oh. What was that, what? Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> you say it fast, we're, just, we st- we're still going to hear it. You're not going to sneak it past me. Yeah, that down in post. I'd say, we literally have a recording of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds like it's going to be Brooks then. Yep. It With will a natty be. one, so make, natural sh- one. make sure it's nasty. Not not too nasty though. I've seen some shit combined with beans get suggested recently. That's that's no bueno. That's not gonna happen. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Don't make me do another rant about the shit that we're not gonna do. But regardless, we need to get into this episode. And when last we met our heroes, they dealt with the Shantak in the sky. They rested, learned a little bit more about Air Bear, and leveled up to level 10 officially with their night's rest. And we find them in the morning holed up in a storage room, I believe, is where you guys decided to rest. So what are you guys doing? Good morning, level 10 adventurers. I imagine as we're starting to rouse, some of us have our our morning rituals that we need to get done, probably get through that. I mean, Timbe might open up the, the conversation. It would seem that we have finished exploring this household, but one door which has not been opened. The door to somewhere else. Whatever that portal was in the main room, we have the key to open it. And whatever maladies may be affecting this house maybe lying beyond that threshold. I don't think the cult was acting alone. The neighbors down bay are doing something mighty nasty. We need to keep going, and we must be prepared for what we'll see there. It's only gonna get worse. We must pursue. Yeah, I mean, I think that's maybe where we're gonna find Clara Small. I think we've got to go. And in the back of everyone but Matumbe's head, they probably also think 
There's a potential that Matumbe will refuse to leave again if you just decided to go. Probably. <laughs> got shit to do here. <laughs> shit to do. Well, you know where you're heading. You're heading to the room with the stone altar and the druidic circle. And Matumbe, because he, he knows exactly where this phase door appeared, even though it's invisible, and knows the depression in which to put the... I keep wanting to call it like a lo- a key, but it's it's more like a talisman or or a symbol. It's like a big, big rectangular slate that was around his neck. It's like a classic video game puzzle piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So you slot that in, and the runes around the phase door light up. The carvings, the octopus tentacles, and the suckers all light up with magic, and at the top of the archway in the keystone is this open fish skull. And then this shimmery portal appears. It looks like an oil slick over water. It's kind of like rainbow, and it it wavers too. Like the not completely calm surface of water. Once the portal's activated, Matumbe is going to do a quick self buff here. I'm going to hit myself with a little little spell called heightened awareness. Heightened awareness, okay. Yeah. Bump up that perception and all my knowledge checks a little bit. Because you need it. I need to identify anything that we come across. (laughs) So beyond the portal... There is this crudely carved set of stone, stone stairs, and they seem kind of slick, and they curve into the earth, and then they open into a wide natural cavern. An alcove to the north holds a tall glass tank in which stands the perfectly preserved corpse of a man, floating. A single large discolored bronze bell inscribed with strange runes hangs from one wall. What are you doing? What kind of runes? You're not sure. Not even with the brand new language I just learned? What language did you learn? Aslanti. You can't read them. Okay, just check. What about read magic? The spell. Read magic? The spell, were you to cast it, would tell you that... Uh, this bell is inscribed with runes imbuing it with magic to cause the alarm spell. So presumably the bell could be triggered maybe from even the other side of the portal somehow and it would not only ring the bell but like act as if the alarm spell had gone off and alert people in this chamber. Okay, are we proceeding into the room then? Because I want to, I want to check out. I, I, I want to determine how careful we want to be about this bell and stuff. But I really, really want to check out the tank with the man in it. Can we do a perception check from like the entryway to see if there's an obvious trigger? I'll let you use a spellcraft. Eclipse, I, I think can you're do up. that. And I, I auto aid that. I have a plus seventeen. Ooh, Freya aids. Natural one. Uh, <laughs> What's it go to? With 18, 
the two dudes. Wouldn't it be 22? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, with a 22, you can tell that on this side, you think that going through the phase door probably triggers the sound. So, if that's the case, it's already triggered an alarm. Whether or not that gets answered is another question entirely. Oh, the alarm's like remote, maybe? It's These caverns look like they kind of split off into multiple directions from where you are. You assume if it's to let something down here know, Mm -hmm. it probably triggers somewhere besides just the entrance. Yeah, so Eclipse would certainly speak up at that point and say, Well, get ready. The alarm's gone off, so... Uh, the other thing I do want to note is that you think that that's not the only trigger. Oh. And there's a potential that, like, there was a trigger on the other side as well to okay, allow I hear to, to, like, for whatever's down here maybe to come up. I hear. I hear you. Is it kind of like a doorbell system? Yeah, you think it's kind <laughs> of like a doorbell. Less like your alarm system on your door and more like your doorbell. Because the phase door itself is kind of a security measure anyway. All right. Well, if it's already triggered, I guess we probably move into this room. And I want to check out this tank. Absolutely. Uh, Matumbe, you've actually, you, you recognize this person upon Uh-oh. examination uh, because you saw the statue in the center of town. Wow. Really? This is... Cassius and Diomede. This is a 200 plus year old corpse. Shit. You could use a craft alchemy to find out more about what's going on with the tank. Yeah. And uh, it's in a tank, and we would say this has certainly been dead for much longer. Okay. I can't do much with it then. Craft alchemy is a, a 16. You know, the 16, it's pretty easy to tell from the smell. Seems like this is preserved in a mixture of alcohol and some other kind of chemical. Uh, You remember it from the chemic works. Sure. Uh, It's a a formaldehyde. It's embalming fluid. Yeah. Uh, But it's, it's filled this tank and mixed with the alcohol to form like a light green hue that kind of permeates through the tank and the tank actually has this you presume magically illuminated base and so it's casting this eerie green light into the room and like the it's like if you put a flashlight under this corpse his features are kind of uh, extra pronounced because the light's coming up from underneath him and you can see that although the preservation is pretty Decent. His skin's kind of stretched tight over his bones and sinew, and like he—he's giving th- this kind of unsettling grimace at you, just because the flesh of his cheeks is kind of pulled back. Um, but otherwise, like this is for a two hundred year old corpse. This is very well preserved, surprisingly well, well enough that you can easily recognize him. I'm getting mad, like, OG Pokemon movie, c- creepy evil clone test tube Pokemon, mo- <laughs> like, vibes right now. There's, um, 
there's a I think it was like an an old um, either aquarium or museum or something. I th I think in Australia that closed down and just abandoned shop and some urban explorer. Emily's nodding. She knows what I'm about to say. Um, oh, went to check I've it seen out. This too. It had the like preserved, uh, perfectly preserved great white shark just floating in a tank of formaldehyde just in the middle of this like abandoned warehouse. And people took photos of it and it's fucking I mean, I'm not like particularly scared of sharks, but that oh, green, it's, the green it's light. Terrifying. The, it's like yep. it, it feels like it's coming out of the dark. It's oh. yeah, it is. I would suggest if anybody wants to get the same vibes that I'm getting from this tank, check. Just look that shit up because it is terrifying. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, but beyond that, you actually do find there is a there's like a, a carving in the base and in it sits a book and this too looks like it's bound in some kind of skin I'd allow a nature check if you wanted to yeah I will try to aid ooh I aid alright that is going to be 36 oh yeah you easily know and it's it's from the roughness actually as you as you reach down to touch it this is shark skin, the whole book. And when you open it up, it seems like a journal. And it's actually Cassius Undiomede's journal. What? Well, of course, we're going to at least give it a, a cursory leaf through. Absolutely. With the, with the alarm going off, we probably don't have time to like actually read it's, it. But from what? Actually, make me a perception check. Okay. Why don't you guys make me a perception check at this point? Uh, a natural 20 for a 33, but I'm sure Matumbe will still beat that. 26? Uh, 39. There we go. 12. Okay. <laughs> Everybody but Air Bear, you get the set. You, you don't hear an alarm going off deeper in the caverns. You think that probably if an alarm was continuing to go off, you would at least hear like an echo of it. But what you do hear is you hear some maybe shuffling guttural sounds from the south and you smell refuse like garbage and decay a little bit uh, coming from the west and there are two passages there's a southern passage and a western passage with those perception checks you think if something's living here, it's probably living to the south. Uh, but what you don't hear, especially Matumbe with such a high perception, you don't hear anything headed your direction. Okay. In light of that, as much as I want to read this journal, I don't think it makes sense to do that right now. That might be something we should save. But we shove it in our bag. 100% mm -hmm. we do. Do we want to look at like just like the last passage in the journal just to like yeah, match sure, up what not? we found yeah. in the other journal is there a most recent griff sure there is it's, but it wouldn't match up to the journal it certainly won't match up to Manus's stuff this is 200 years ago mm -hmm. and Manus oh, is only 20 I was thinking of Manus's father oh that's yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's annoying because he's Claudius so it, it makes oh, sense yeah. they're yeah, very similar yeah. that was my confusion Mm -hmm. uh, but but what you do find in one of the last passages is 
a blurb. I can only ensure the health and prosperity of Baytown and my own line by giving the neighbors what they require, even if that means giving up my own daughters and those of my heirs and my people. Regardless of my personal feelings, it is a small price to pay for such security. Got it. This corroborates what we've heard before. You think this probably has valuable information to, to continue to read, but yeah, I understand if you guys... With alarms going off, maybe don't want to read it right now. Yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion that as much as I want to read it, I don't think it, it makes like character sense to read it right now. Let me let me present you all with an option. We know there are creatures to the south. I would assume they are hostile. I hear nothing to the north. Do we try and bypass them by going to the north, or we confront our foes head on? Well, Matumbe, I don't think we're gonna go anywhere with Freya clanking around. I'm not mm. the stealthiest, especially with these boots <laughs> of the earth. Like, her her shoes do have, like, slabs of stone for the soul. <laughs> yeah, Matumbe, you're the only one that can make me a perception check right now. Oh, dear. All right, I'm, I'm rolling those Dracana dice. <laughs> Okay. Okay. This is going to be a 41. Okay. I don't think I have any chance in hell of this. No. So, you notice peeking around the bend in the passage to the south, a disgusting-looking fish man. And it kind of, like, it's... It's looking with its, like, black eyes, all black, like a, like a shark. Like a doll's ass. Like a doll's ass. Five kids go in the water. Let two come out. I'm going to need a bigger book. When it sees you glance over to it, it kind of makes a gurgling, like, and it rushes down the pathway, the passage that it came from. I say we pursue him. <laughs> I. Let's. It's time. Get the pursuit music. I got the pursuit music. <laughs> so you guys give chase down the tunnel, and it goes about 15 feet before there's a curve around, and you can see relatively clearly if you have dark vision into the following room. There, Bear, it looks like you're first in the order. Do you have dark vision? Rats should have dark vision. Yes, I do. Yes, sir, Bear, you see two of these scum creatures, roughly the size of a man, but covered in scales and wielding tridents and claws and they have these toothy maws that look like they would snap out at you but you see one in the back of the room that looks huge and grotesque and mutated and stands about 12 feet tall and almost as round cords of muscle just like popping where his uh, in, under his scales and frills uh, all over him 
he can clearly see you and he kind of bellows and then babbles this gibberish that you don't understand and you hear outside of your line of sight you hear a couple of uh, chants let's roll for initiative shall we let's do it it is dark, and you've already said that. It's definitely dark, yeah. Uh, especially in the corridor, in the room, it was slightly illuminated by the... It was dim light because of the tube that the guy was... That uh, Cassius and Diomede was in. Can we tune my seat? No. No, no I mean, you can't. If it's dark, I can't. If it's low light, I'm going to get concealment. It's, uh, it's completely dark in the cavern. Well... I know what my first fucking turn's gonna be then. <laughs> and I just assume anytime you enter low light, you probably cast light on your book, right? Well, right. I guess was the I just was kind of it was low. It was low light. Like it was it was like the only light you had was from that that green glowing chamber. I'm okay with okay. Yeah, saying if, that, if like, you're cool with its key. It doesn't on, make sense that Matumbe wouldn't cast light on his book going into a lightless cavern. I was trying to read a fucking journal. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, like you would have had light. Um, you did read some of the journals. You <laughs> yeah. definitely had some light in there. Um, all right, Freya, what you got? Eleven. Eleven. Same. What's your modifier? Plus six. Hello, you beat me. Oof. How about Air Bear? Eight. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh no. Eight. Okay. Matumbe. Six. Oh, what has happened? The the goon patrol over on this side of the table rolled absolute dog shit. Oh. Uh. I rolled twice and got higher with a plus three. Well, you know what? <laughs> Listen, we're trying. <laughs> this is whack. So the scum are first to act. Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, what's going to happen is these guys deeper in the chamber, Air Bear, you're going to see them run across they're going to move a full uh, the the one with the trident over his head. We have all of these delightfully painted uh, and different minis. He's going to move 60 feet that way, yes. Uh, and so is the anglerfish looking guy in the back corner. He's also going to move that direction. So it looks like in the room you're looking into, there's, a, there's another tunnel that heads deeper into this cavern system. And these two scum take off running. The other anglerfish-looking guy is actually the one Matumbe saw run away. And now, with the rallying cry of his brood chief, is going to move up to Air Bear and attack. Brood chief. This is. Hmm. That's not a great uh, title. Air, Air Bear and Matumbe completely caught by surprise <laughs> here. Yeah. So this guy swings at you with uh, with one of his claws and completely misses you uh, and just snarls at you. The other one, the, the mini with the net, he's gonna he's gonna take off the opposite direction as well, so he's gonna move around Oh geez, there's two minis with nets. <laughs> uh, the one, the one uh, closest to Air Bear, 
is going to take off running down the tunnel as well, 60 feet. He can move just as well through that water as he can through any terrain. It's not difficult for him. Perfect. Thank you. The other two are going to delay to see what the what the brood chief does, and it is the brood chief's turn. Now I have an important save to make. But we haven't done anything to you. Just take what you can get. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna move up to be right behind his buddy. And he's a large creature with some reach, so he's going to swing at Air Bear using power attack. He's going to enter a rage, as you do when you're a big guy. He's a, he's the brood chief. Yeah, baby. Why shouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Okay, how does a 26 strike your flat-footed AC? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Take 27 points of damage as this axe carved in shells and bone just swings down on you, slicing into your right arm. He pulls it out from you, and you see this crazed look in his eyes. Next in the order is Freya. Freya's at the back of our pack here and actually just to her right there's another hallway uh, that kind of twists and turns so she can't see the end of it uh, but she did see some creatures maybe run uh, out of the room they were originally can I do a perception check to hear if there are creatures coming through the corridor that is just to Freya's right absolutely you can perfect that is a 30. Yeah, with a 30, and they're not trying to stealth, you can definitely hear the one that's kind of coming up, These this like stair-like little outcropping of rock over here, and that's the one that sounds like it's now coming from the other tunnel. So you, you think that wherever they went connects in some way. All right. Hearing that and not wanting to get flanked, Freya reaches out her right hand and grabs the wall and starts casting a spell shaping the stone and pushing it across the the entryway there which is about 10 feet wide and she puts a stone wall in between her and the creature. Now there's only uh, one the corridor we're walking down and then the area we came from the phase door so as much as she can see there's no other entryways to this room. Genius. Clever. Eclipse. Uh, let's see. I would like to do a knowledge if possible. Yeah, I'll say you can you can kinda sort of see, especially the one that's like up in Air Bear's Grill. I should be able to see the one that's huge. Well there's an there's kind of an outcropping here, so you guys are okay. slightly around a corner. Um but yeah, sure. It's gonna be a knowledge uh local. Just kidding, I won't do knowledge. You could uh, delay your turn after my six initiative. No, uh, <laughs> we'll not be doing that. All right. I believe monstrous humanoids are local. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. lo- local covers humanoids, I'm assuming. Oh, no, monstrous humanoids actually roll up under nature. I oh, you know what? Yeah, if you, you have, if you have a nature, you could go for it. It's yeah. fine, still can't do it. 
So with all of that in mind, I mean, right now Eclipse can see we're all nice and tightly close. This is a great time to do a buff spell on everybody. So go ahead and hit yourself with haste. All right, a little bit of haste. And then... Uh, you moving at all? So technically, now that I have haste, I could move. I could actually move, and I would, but I would incur a bunch, huh? Yeah, it would be, there's there's not a ton of space for you to go that's not occupied right now. So you would probably need to move, try and move your 10, 15, 20, 20. You need to be able to move 30 feet just to get into the room. Which I can do that. Right. The issue is that it's, you're going to provoke from everything in the room and Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think moving directly through an enemy's square is would still be difficult terrain for you. I think so. Right, so you wouldn't even be able to make it in 30 feet. You can move through an ally's square, but... Couldn't she move up next to Air Bear? There's like a kind of a partial Ooh, yeah. wall. Where she would she would probably incur she would oh, incur no. but I would allow that yeah she would incur from both because Air Bear Square is a is a square that they both threaten mm. but if you have a thirty foot move speed you could attempt an acrobatics to get to that square I will try because that would be fifteen feet of movement I can try all right I have forty feet of movement right now because of haste oh yeah 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 so. Two on the die for a seven. That provokes from both, but you do make it there because you're not moving through either of their squares. So the scum is going to attack at you. All right. That's uh, only going to be a 24. Does not hit. Okay, then the brood chief taking a big old swing at you. Because he doesn't have improved critical, that's not a critical threat. Uh, but it is a 19 on the die, so it's definitely going to hit you. Oh, shit. 31 points of damage. But you get up there. Yeah, which is going to be good for Air Bear. Air Bear, it is your turn. So, uh, first thing he will do is say, Freya, watch out. Uh, they are trying to flank us. Ray is like covered. I got it. <laughs> and being full, fully hasted, and uh, an enemy right up in his face is uh, going to uh, activate his challenge. So, uh, with that, he will say, You know, I don't even have a good saying for this that brood chief is disgusting are you challenging the chief or the guy in front of him uh, the the guy in front of him okay uh brooks you're gonna want to do these one at a time one thing i noticed with a lot of enemies uh, and some listeners noticed as well if you kill this guy mid round you can take a five foot step and start attacking the brood chief so just Let's do roll, hit, and then damage for this guy because I will tell you there's a very real possibility you kill him mid-round and are able to start attacking the other guy. That sounds pretty good. 24. 24 hits. 
26 damage. You slice him in half. Oh! Oh, they're weak babies. Wow. Uh, now you can take a five foot step and continue your full attack. Would very much so like to do that. And uh, I, even before taking the five foot step, I uh, have to declare that this chieftain is my new uh, challenge. So hold after on. Slicing. What action was it to declare the initial challenge? Uh, swift or free? Swift. Swift. So then, what is the action required to do the chain challenge? If it is immediate, you're good to go. You just can't take a swift next turn. It is immediate. Okay, so you can definitely do that. Just make sure you mark that off and that you know that you can't take a swift action next turn. Cool stuff, though. Yeah, these guys, uh, soft. And as I say that, uh, it's three on the die, so... (laughs) think so 15 nope 25 that hits 23 points of damage 26 24 points of damage natty one all right that's gonna be a mess yeah is that it got more no that's all all right that's all matumbe bottom of the order yeah, so I had a I had a good idea of what I wanted to do, but then whether or not the scum know it yet, Freya has bottlenecked this entire encounter into this small tunnel, which fucking rocks. From where Matumbe is right now, he is going to begin casting a spell, and what this looks like is the spiral starts inside his book and then it works its way around it, it this light this purple light coruscates out of the book and works its way up his arm down his other one and into eclipse and then from eclipse to air bear as i use coordinated effort to uh share a teamwork feat teamwork feat is going to be swarm scatter so as long as i am part of your adjacency we are going to be sharing bumps to our ac Uh, with that being said matumbe is then going to take a five foot step up to make the chain with air bear concluding his turn after he rolls knowledge checks (laughs) so first one I guess there's not a scum in front of me right now, but can I just roll a, ge- a knowledge check on the, I guess, the dead scum that's on the ground? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Nature for monster humanoid? Yep. 39. Yeah, I mean, you can know everything. They're, okay. They're like a CR2 creature. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. They, uh, they have a bite, two claws. They have... Dark vision, they're amphibious, they get bonuses to perception underwater and stealth underwater. Uh, they have a swim speed as well as a movement speed. They have energy resistance 10 to cold, dark vision 60 feet, and these ones have evasion and improved unarmed strike. Okay. Their lowest save is fortitude. All right, now rolling one on the big boy. Sure. Same, uh, same nature. Nature. All right, let's see how it does. Oh boy, uh, it's gonna gonna also be be really really high. Forty one. Forty one. 
will net you four questions. Special defense is up first, please. Special defenses. This guy has energy resistance 10 to cold. He also has a guarded stance that he uses to increase his AC by two. Okay. And he has what's called naked courage, which is when Ooh. he's not wearing any armor. I don't have that. He's not wearing any armor. Uh, he gets a plus one morale bonus on uh, AC and saving throws against fear. I really love that. And it increases uh, based off of his barbarian level. Uh, special attacks. Special attacks. He's got a. He's got this nasty-looking battle axe, and uh, you think he can bite and claw at you. He can also cleave. He can give his attacks the knockback property once per round, which means he can just. Instead of one of his attacks in the round, he can just attempt to bull rush you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll deal his strength and damage if he succeeds, uh, in addition to pushing you back as per the normal bull rush rules. And he's got power attack, which he's clearly using, and improved bull rush as well. Okay, I did special defenses, special attacks, special abilities. Special abilities, he's got he's got what's called a strength surge with his rage, so he can add seven, in his case, to a um, strength check or CMB check uh, once per rage, which means he can add seven to his already monstrous bull rush mm-hmm. to push one of you back like 40 feet. Oh, God. Sorry, I didn't put this in defenses. He's got improved uncanny dodge, so he can't be caught flat-footed. Uh, unless you like paralyze him and he's got fast movement he's also got some of the other stuff that like the other scum had like amphibious and sure yeah yeah that's stuff that's cool good to know alright let's just round it out with a weakest save to to make this uh, quick and easy for this one it's will with the caveat that fear effects and stuff aren't going to work as well on him but his will save is the lowest great so Casting a spell, moving up, and then dump loading uh, about three minutes of exposition in six seconds. That's a Matumbe <laughs> turn. That's a Matumbe turn, baby. All right, next in the order, while these scum are going to come out of delay, they're going to move to either side of their brood chief. The other one's going to move like as far as he can up, and that'll be their turn from the first round and they will move to the bottom of initiative, those two. Next in the order is the scum. Uh, Our far long buddy is gonna round the corner here. He's going to see that the passage that he normally would go through is blocked for some reason. And you hear kind of echoing faintly (laughs) as he begins to move back the full complement of the rest of his movement. So he moved about 10 up there. He's going to move another 50 back down the tunnel. I think I had him pegged at 15. 15. Okay, he's going to move another 45 back down the tunnel. So he's back where he started. Sounds good. His two buddies are going to run into the run back into the brood chamber. So see how far they get with 30 feet. All right, he's gonna double move to be uh, kind of behind his far buddy. Yep, 
and then the other one with the raised trident is going to move behind his like yeah exactly so you, now you got this like big clusterfuck in here we got a double flank situation if the brood chief goes down yeah so the brood chief is going to take a five foot step back he's going to attack twice at air bear Okay, how is a uh, 39? Yeah, definitely. Or sorry, 29. That too. I am 10 off. <laughs> I was like, 39 seems like it would be a crit. <laughs> okay. 29 points of damage on that first attack. Second attack coming at you. 32. Another... 32 points of damage. Wow, that's kind of weird oh. coincidence. Uh, and then finally, he's going to use his bite attack. Uh, he's going to use his strength surge here. Hmm. And he's going to attempt to bull rush Air Bear, shoot him down the hallway. Uh, I will say that with this bull rush, I believe it. I'll have to double check. I believe it does damage to you guys in the path. Let me look that up, but that sounds. I know that Possible. it would with like a trample or something. I'm wondering if like as Air Bear flies through you guys, if that's gonna do anything. Uh, but we'll see if he actually does fly through. So 15 on the die. That's gonna be a 42 to bull rush. Yeah. What is your CMD? Or I'm sorry, it's a 44. <laughs> CMD should go up by two with Swarovski. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. Well, well, this could matter with the degrees you need. Yeah, to, well, that's yeah, yeah, that's what I asked. Yep. So twenty nine. Twenty nine with the swarm scatter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so twenty nine, thirty four. So you you're gonna move twenty feet. So he basically rockets you down the passage and you end up in front of Freya. That also deals 13 points of damage to you as you smash through. Oh, hold hold on for a second. This I think this does get a little complicated here. If there is another creature in the way of your bull rush, you must immediately make a combat maneuver check to bull rush that creature. You take a negative four penalty on this check for each creature being pushed beyond the first of your successful Wait, do you just push us all then? So this person writes out an example. For example, if a fighter bull rushes a goblin for a total of 15 feet, but there is another goblin five feet behind the first, he must make another combat maneuver check against the second goblin after having pushed the first five feet. If his check reveals that he can push the, go the second goblin a total of 20 feet, he can continue to push both goblins another 10 feet since the first goblin will move a total of 15 feet. That's very interesting. So I would say in this circumstance, it is going to be both of you that he's pushing through. So I'm going to make, so it's at a minus four. Both of us or all yeah. three of us, which one? Matumbe and Eclipse are going to also be target of this bull rush and also each receive 13 points of damage. So minus four to Upon each a success. Of okay. Yes. Yep. Oh, good luck, Griffin. Yeah. Okay, for Matumbe, that's a 39. So then is it another minus four for mine? Is it minus four for each, or is it for 
You take a minus four penalty on this check for each creature being pushed beyond the first. So that's this this is where I think it gets into a little bit of a sticky ground here because we are equidistant. It's not okay. he's not pushing I hear, I hear what me to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eclipse, that's a lot higher. <laughs> um, that's a forty-three. That is less than ten more than mine. If that matters. Okay. So, it's still over. It's just less than ten. Well, that's that's interesting then, because then you two would get pushed to Matumbe would get pushed all the way to Freya. Eclipse would get pushed five feet in front of Matumbe, and our bear would get pushed. Like, no, Eclipse wouldn't go all that way, right? Because, well, I beat it by five, right? Yeah. So you would go ten feet. So you go right in front of Freya. No, sorry, Brooks. Matumbe would go right in front of Freya. He can't yeah. go further than I would push you. Eclipse would go right in front of Matumbe, and you would go back, in essence, five feet, even though I managed to push you 15. So Just fucking, like, bowling ball does. <laughs> yeah. he, he bowling balls you guys, dealing 13 points of damage to each of you. That shit was rank. Did not like. That was very cool. I loved it. Loved every second of it. Oh, okay, well... Mm. Didn't love Maybe it. that's why we have a corridor here. <laughs> Next in the order is Freya. <laughs> All your friends came spitting out the end of the tunnel. For the love of God, dismiss the stone shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you can't dismiss stone shape? Never you gotta re-stone shape it. <laughs> We'd have to wait 15 minutes for me to re-prepare the spell. Uh, can I do a heal check to see where Air Bear is Yeah, at? that'd be grand. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen him get hit by two axes to the face and got Tom and Jerry bowling balled. (laughs) Only at 12. 12 does not do it, unfortunately. Uh, But it's a DC 15. I did see him get hit by. Yeah, you definitely saw him get hit and you saw him get pushed back. So, and a lot of our other companions have also been hit. Half of my skull is laying on the ground. I was actually going to be excited for Air Bear to be right in front of me because then I could have cast a higher uh, healing spell. But since there are now two people in between and nowhere to move, Freya can't uh, do a spell, but she can channel positive energy. And if needs... If she needs to, she would take uh, some steps back just to make sure she can exclude some people, but just not to get the scum in her range. So here's here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you right here. I don't think you can see them, but by the rules that we've already played with, I don't think you have to move to exclude them because we've already played where like walls it doesn't oh, really it pass doesn't. through. Okay. And I think you're at enough of an angle here on the corner that it's not gonna like pass into that room. Okay, perfect. So you can get everybody in your group, but you don't have to exclude the scum. Great. 22 points of healing and don't forget that roll twice and take the better and you can use that once in the next three rounds very solid move eclipse you just got pushed i did and that that sucked i really wanted to use this haste and honestly if air bearer got pushed it would have been great because i could have charged uh but no it's just the most perfect scum squad at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're partied up. The party boys are ready to play. 
full squad. Okay, well, I think uh, Eclipse is going to have to. This is a real heart of dampness. And she's going to, she, I mean, I think she's going to have to move up until she can see something she can hit. Okay, so you could either move, I'll say you can move to that that spot that's kind of diagonal from this guy in the corner that's in the puddle. Okay. Uh, and that would not incur from anybody. Perfect. And you could attack the guy in the corner. Okay. But I'll start if with you that. wanted to attack the big guy, you would have to incur from a I mean, folks. not yet. I would like uh, Air Bear and, and Matumbe to come back, so. Sounds good. Give it a swing. Uh, that is a critical. Ooh. And 13 plus 17 should definitely hit. confirms. Yay! Okay, great. So um, this will be obliterated. How do you do it? Yeah. Just for fun, can I please roll the damage? Sure. I don't do this very often, so I'm not like Air Bear. Is it times three for me? (laughs) So I just... I've held that axe. It's times three. (laughs) It's so nice. It's so nice when it happens. I actually rolled good on damage, man. Wow, I got 86 points of damage. He's dead. The axe just comes it's down. sushi. And slices him <laughs> in half and his pieces twitch into that puddle that he was yes. occupying. Yes. It's sushi time. Next to the order is our bear. So he's still very, very injured. Uh... He just can't risk going in anymore. Uh, and so he is. Pull out the bow. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I... Alright, so if you want to attack with it this turn, you do have to drop the Wikizashis, but you could sheath them and then pull the bow out, and that could be your full turn. Unless you have Quick Draw or something. I don't know. You, because you brought that up, that makes me very skeptical. Well, you could drop, draw, and fire, and then potentially on your next turn after you're healed, you could pick your shit back up and run, or like charge in, not charge, but like you could run back in, or you could sheath and pull, but you just can't attack this round. Yeah, basically what I'm saying is like you, you have the opportunity to... If you pull it all out and have your weapons on you this turn, then when you do get healed, you have the opportunity to pull the weapons out on a move and actually attack with your Wikizashis when you're healed. Or you could attack with a bow this round, but then it would be more annoying to pick the swords back up. Yeah, I am going to just drop the Wakizashis. Um... Pull out the bow. Yep. Fire the uh, number of times. So you can only fire once because it's yep. yeah because you move action pulled it out. Who are you firing at? Uh, the big dude. Big dude. Okay. Yeah, definitely hit. Uh, twenty one or uh, thirty one. Oh yeah, <laughs> twenty one. No. <laughs> Five damage. Jeez. There you go. And then uh, he'll say, uh, like, take a knee and say, I, I need some med- medic. That's <laughs> my brain on the ground. Matumbe, you're up. All right, well, if Air Bear's going to hang out for a minute and try and get healed up, it's time to bring that 
Matumbe Ruckus. That's right. That's right. That's right. Eclipse Matumbe Frontline like the old days. Um, all right. I don't think there ever was an old days where that was the case. Uh, it's happened. Uh, it's happened. Um, all yeah, right. Nick Bear, then yeah, Bear. Uh, the two of us uh, fought Viv together at one time. Yeah. So he's going to go running up here, baning monstrous humanoid against the big boy. Fuck yeah. What that's going to do, I'm sure, is incur as he moves within its its reach to attack. It really does incur. It's but we are now adjacent, so Swarm Scatter's back on. Correct. Yeah, and you would have been in adjacent when the um, attack of opportunity happens, too. So You would have been adjacent to two when the attack of opportunity Yes. I don't think that'll hit with a 26. Good thing I got the swarm scatter, because that would have meat beat. But here we are. All right, he's up, and he's going to take a big old swing with the book. Big old jabron. Come on. You should have used your roll twice. I mean, you can't anymore, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair. I can't do it with this, this Dracona natural one. Unfortunate. Uh, Unfortunate. Oh, boy. But I'm up in the business. Well, it is the two scum that had delayed to the bottom's turn, and the one is adjacent to Matumbe, so it's going to full attack Matumbe. Critical threat. Yeah, that'll probably do it. But does not confirm. Oh, boy. Min damage. Three points of damage on that one. Another claw coming at you. Miss. Final claw. Ooh, natural one. <laughs> Another miss. Uh, the other Misery loves company. Is going to five foot step diagonally to be in front of Eclipse. It's going to attack at Eclipse. Natural one. Ooh, okay. Uh, how is a 25? Probably not, right? Yeah. Okay. That swarm scatter. Okay, critical threat. <laughs> Fuck, it definitely doesn't confirm, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, boy. Seven points of damage. Oh, you took me on 100. What a shame. All right, those guys have gone. It's top of the round. The other... Scum that have not acted. Uh, so our our good trident boy down the tunnel <laughs> realized it's it's fucking closed. Is gonna run in behind his friend that is currently next to Eclipse and Matumbe. So he's just gonna kind of backfill this. This is such a clusterfuck. It is a cluster. <laughs> the other angler fish is going to. Why not? He can see Matumbe. He's going to throw a trident at Matumbe. What? It's around the bend. There's... Oh, can he... He would move around if... if yeah, I'm sorry. I can't see okay. past the sea of minis. Uh, but he would he would move to have a better vantage yeah. point on Matumbe. So you know, like, right now, the blue guy that looks like he's next to Matumbe can't actually get Matumbe. There's a wall between him and Matumbe. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh shoot. I didn't even see that. Well, he's one of the ones I full attacked with, unfortunately. I think he hit me with the three hit points, but like yeah. I, I'm not yeah. overly concerned about that. Uh, okay. Uh, Trident's 28. 
Um, I mean, he's throwing it through the brood chief, so maybe there's a little play there, but that would do it. My, my AC will be a 27 next to... He's got point blank and precise, so he should be somewhat okay firing through his... Uh, yeah, I can't really argue with that. That seems fair. And you guys are equidistant from the big guy, so it shouldn't provide cover. 10 points of damage. That's his turn. It is... Our friend, our big, tall friend's turn. He's going to five-foot step back. God damn it. He's going to full attack Matumbe. This guy's a little jabroni. Keep moving back. I mean, he's large. Why wouldn't he he use his reach? First swing at Matumbe. 16 on the die. That's going to hit you. Next swing is only going to be a 28, which will hit you. Which will hit, yeah. Um, And then finally, he's going to attempt... Do you have a straight line back? Yeah, I've got 10 feet until I'm running into a wall, which also does have shit along with it. He going to bull rush you with this one. Now, fortunately, he has used his strength surge, so he can't do that again. This feels like bullshit. Uh, Does a 32... Yes, it does... How much does it beat by? Six. Okay, so that's going to move you ten feet back, but it won't. Well, actually, that would slam you into the wall, right? Well, I would, I would terminate in the square that has. And we've been using that. We've been using that as an open square, so that's fine. Yeah. So you only take thirteen points of damage from that, and I'm going to roll my damage from the two hits. Gotcha. Twenty-seven for the first one, and twenty-seven for the second one. So 27, 27, and 13. God, I just got... I just ran up, got fucking lit up and tossed backwards. <laughs> what, an, what an awful display. What? <laughs> and Air uh, Bear will say, welcome uh, to the club. <laughs> I will say... And Matuma just kind of nod at him. With this yep. warbling, anyone on their turn, if you have linguistics, you could make it. Oh, I could have done that. What language is this? I, I will say, if you have linguistics on your turn, you can make the check. Okay, it's not like Aquin. No. Okay, just checking, because I literally have that, so. So, next in the order is Freya. Freya, people are coming back down the hallway. You can see the silhouette of a Matumbe slammed into the wall a little bit. Freya looks down at her bow, and the fact that she knows she's hasted and could shoot four arrows a turn, but no... The party needs healing. So instead of firing her bow, she's going to kind of take a protective stance and maybe take a five-foot step diagonally back. Yeah, I'd say if you want to see Eclipse, you actually have to go further into the cavern. Okay, so then further in, and then she can then uh, see down this hallway, and so she's going to only heal the party, uh, but she channels positive energy again. So at this point, you will need to exclude the four of them. One of them is a large creature. I don't think that matters for your channel. As long as you have four exclusions, you should Let be Let me fine. double check. And remember, you have an extra one because you have not used the the, the ring. ring yet. It is recharged today since you slept. All right, this is perfect because it's based off of your charisma modifier, which is a plus three, and then the ring brings it up to a plus four so she can exclude four creatures. 
Yeah, don't give him a lucky re-roll. Definitely don't want that. And this time, use your re-roll uh, in your turn, please. All right. Well, yeah, you've, you've effectively wasted it because they don't stack. Yeah, they don't stack. Uh, so that's 17 points of healing. Awesome. That's Freya's turn. Eclipse, you're up. Awesome. I have someone in front of me. You do. And so I'm going to attempt to attack and then probably five foot step up and then finish my full attack on the next thing I see. Okay. Let's not get so cocky. But yeah, actually, that's probably exactly what's going to happen here. All right. (laughs) I got a 13 on the die. I hit. There's no way I don't. I don't know. Well, not really. 30 is a pretty low AC 28 points of damage. Yes, okay, take right. your five foot five step. Five foot step up. I'm mowing down the next one. Natural fucking 20. God damn it! <laughs> Why is this happening on the easy ones? Uh, that's an axe critical. He's dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to roll to confirm, but... Okay. What'd I guess get? a 19. No. Okay. Hold on, though. That's fine. <laughs> Judicious force. <laughs> uh, my minimum damage is 25. Oh, uh, well, if, that, if 25 does it, then sure. My minimum damage is 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll my damage. 26 again. Yeah, it kills it. Right, <laughs> Thank you. you. I was like, please don't use that on this. I mean, I, I've got fucking seven of them, so like, it's I not guess. that big of a deal, but sure. Okay. So that would be my entire turn. I've, I'm getting closer. For now, there, Bear. It's your turn. All right. Uh, his challenge is still active on the chieftain. He's active so, on the big guy, man. Uh, he is going to run up, incurring multiple attacks of opportunity, just so that I can reach this uh, chieftain, which is really just from him and yeah, really one only, other. You really only. I think it's just one because you're moving within the big guy's uh, threatened squares, but the other guy who might have been able to threaten you has a has like a little rock outcropping yeah, that blocks yeah. you off. So the chief is going to swing at you. That certainly hits with an 18 on the die. 27 points of damage. So you're running in. You have your bow out, right? You left your swords. <laughs> I'll let you say you dropped your bow and picked up the swords and ran in, but you cannot attack now. There are some times when <laughs> your character is smarter than you are. I mean, in this case, yes, clearly. <laughs> Yeah, he he picks up the swords and runs in, uh, dropping the bow though in the in the corridor. And now you are threatening this creature. That really got me, Brooks. Matumbe. Well, though I may have been pushed back ten feet, I could still sustain my bane for free. So Matumbe's gonna run back up to the big boy. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. I'm, I'm swinging you. I'm swinging. Okay, that's a uh, that's a thirty-five. That'll do. 
that's 32 points of damage. Oh, actually, now I'm in real trouble. <laughs> oh, no! Do I have to spend another round uh, you're, healing? You're gonna have to. I'm gonna give it straight to you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I can't last much longer either. <laughs> fucking, fucking runs in with Bo and runs in with Bane here. I'm like the only character with a ranged option and I can't use it. Uh, with a good well, ranged I'm, option. I'm, look, I'm looking okay. down at these character sheets right now and the air bear Matumbe combination of hit points available is unfavorable. Are you at least rolling twice and taking the better this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you make it blush. Yeah, I was planning on doing that. Poor Shoid from the boys. Fuck, can we just end the episode? <laughs> no, See you next I, might, week. I might get my double kill here. Glad I rolled twice. So, this will be a 20... A 28 with Bane goes up to a 30, which means I definitely hit on this guy. Okay. Whew. What a day. What a time to be alive. For one more round. Oh my fucking god. Okay. Bane. Everything calculated in. Hold on, it's very low. An unprecedented 16 points of damage. <laughs> This is a D8, plus 10, plus 2, plus 2 D6. Jesus, fuck. Unlike Eclipse, he has not yet been brought below 100 points of health. This is a 1 on the D8, and a 1 and a 2 on the 2 D6. What oh. a piss poor round. You hate to think it. It is the scum's turn. The one by Matumbe is going to full attack him. Natural 20. Oh no. Okay. Cocked. Uh, does not confirm, but he does deal 10 points of damage. All right, so Matumbe actually does fall from that. Okay, so Matumbe's unconscious. That might have saved your life. Could be, yeah. Unless this barbarian doesn't see. Really mad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's an angry boy. The other scum is going to... Yeah, he's going to full attack at Air Bear. Natural two. Natural nine. Come on, 20. Nope. All right. Full round of misses. Now it's the big boy's turn. And the big boy... Well, he doesn't really know about the situation. The guy that hit him the hardest so far has collapsed but he did just see Eclipse smash and kill two of his brethren in one swoop what he's going to do is Eclipse and Air Bear are five foot diagonal between each other he's going to go ahead and cleave so the axe is coming through Eclipse and then Air Bear. Power attack still on, baby. Clips, 31 to hit. That hits. 27 points of damage. Okay. And then that swipe is going to continue through because it hit you into Air Bear. 
Peacock die. Uh, 27 to hit. That hits. Does the swarm scatter still apply, or does that go away if Matumbe's down? Oh, that would. Let me see. I don't know that it has, it like, the concentration effect or anything. It should no, still apply. No, it doesn't. And Matumbe's still alive, so right. technically you would have a plus two to your normal yeah, AC. Yes. If that does anything, if that saves you on, on 27 to hit. It does, because he is my challenge. Well, there you go. It cleaves right through Eclipse and then clang into Air Bear. And what Air Bear notices in his challenge is that by sweeping through, it's kind of left him a little bit open because, you know, Cleave gives you an AC penalty. Next to the order is Freya. Freya Matube is down on the ground. Well, yeah, you can definitely see Matube in Eclipse at least. She looks down at her bow again, longing <laughs> to shoot some arrows. But no, she needs to help her companions. Uh, so she'll take a five-foot step up just to get a little closer to the group, but uh, still be out of bull rush range. Uh, don't step on my bow there. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you want to do a wheel bows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. I don't know how I would fire, but that would look neat. She moves up, pulls out the gun. <laughs> I mean, this guy's big. Touch AC probably. <laughs> He's big. His touch AC's trash. All right, she is going to channel again. 19 points of healing. Some good heals. And guys, remember, because you're probably going to need to get healed again next time. Use your roll twice and take the better. Yeah, we've been using it. <laughs> Next to the order is Eclipse. Eclipse has kind of been... Annoying! I'm, I am just want to hit the guy, and I can't get up there because these two bumbling fools keep getting at All right, me. You can stand right damn there with a five-foot okay. step. Great, I'll five-foot step there. <laughs> Gonna attack. I full attacks. At this point in the evening, Steve has swapped to Malort. I'm out of booze, so I'm just... Doing the table drink, which is a bottle of Malort. What you got? 33 to hit on the first one. That hits. Okay. 29 for the second one. 29 hits. All right, let me roll for the third one. Ooh, that's not going to hit. That was a That's my lowest modifier and a low hit, so I hit oh, twice. Try it. He cleaved. 19? Uh, no. Yeah. Not too far off, though. Okay. 58 points of damage. Is that just the first one? or? That's both. Okay. Okay, Air Bear. Clinging to life for one more round. Do some damage, man. Yeah, definitely. Full attack. And if you have a roll twice, don't forget about that. I do, and I'm going to use it on my third attack. Because I forgot about that. <laughs> Why did I even give her this ability? It's like one of the strongest abilities a cleric could have. <laughs> Great news. This is a natural 20. Okay. Hey, Brooks. I'm conscious now. Judicious force, baby. Yeah. <laughs> roll, that, roll that confirm to see how much. Uh, you know, just maybe I won't because uh, now with my new Ronin ability, I don't have to. Oh, you just confirm it. I can then just. Don't use the judicious oh, yeah. Then maybe force. like, maybe oh. like, don't do that. Tell me about that. <laughs> Sometime, you know? That's cool. I guess that means all of them go to myself and Freya. Hell yeah. Well, I can only use it once per combat. Oh. 
Oh, so they're still all going. So he's judicious for us on the next one. Yeah. 24. We already confirmed. All right, so then this is my roll twice. I'm really glad I did. That's 16 on the die. Which is a critical... T uh, I, uh, let me... 25, so yep. Judicious Force. <laughs> How much is Judicious Force? A plus four. That should be enough. I only rolled a five on the die for 14 to 18. 18 does not do it. Well, that was, that's not right at all. A 19 didn't hit. I think you're thinking of the little dudes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, wait. What's your lowest? What's your lowest attack bonus? Nine. So nine plus five, oh, 14. 14, 15, 16, 17, eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it doesn't hit. Nineteen. Nineteen does not. Hit. Not. Well, do you want to like roll your damage? Before? Do you want to roll your damage on that crit and two hits before you? So you can five foot step potentially, and or you can just turn your anger to one of the other guys. That is true. I have a lot of. So let's get that crit right damage. Now. 52 for the crit. And then another 26. All right. You got one more hit, right? I have two more. Well, you, you got, you, you hit. rolled three hits. You rolled a crit and two hits, right? Crit and two hits because your last one was I'm asking for the last hit's crit. damage. Oh. Because he is one hit away from death. 25. What's it look like? Oh, this this dude with his giant axe being all slow has left it in the wall. Or like it it's stuck in the wall, and so he's gonna chop off the arm that is holding said axe. And uh, the fish man just spews blood everywhere. And then you can five foot or you don't even have to five foot step. You can start attacking the other guy, right? Yeah. I'd like to make a linguistics check next time. I keep forgetting. Say, <laughs> uh, 26. 26 hits. 22 damage. Just slice this guy in half, too. Yep, it's just delicious sushi. And Mitsupe lying on the floor. <laughs> All right, here we go. Linguistics check. Yes, linguistics check sure. first. Just please ease my curiosity yeah, before sure. they're dead. Uh, maybe not, though. 15 total. Nah, you don't know. All right, uh, so failed linguistics check. Uh, Matumbe's laying on the ground. There's one more scum in the room. He's right next to Matumbe. I've got haste on, so I can just start wiling out with these attacks. Wiling from the ground. Yep. As, and as I did Matumbe put prone on, does. so that's a little bit of a hit to my to my two hit, but you know what? You like, need to get Matumbe the like prone yes, the prone attacker feed or whatever. Legitimately, <laughs> maybe that's my next investment. <laughs> I feel because like, I feel like <laughs> you are so often in this situation. Roll twice, take the better. I knew that. <laughs> That's got to be a drink for this episode. <laughs> Roll twice to take the better. Oh my gosh, yes. All right, the first one is a natural 20. Okay. How do you do it? Okay. <laughs> he wakes up on the ground. Um, I think this is how the, the most recent 
uh, episode, or uh, not episode, but season of Attack on Titan starts. It's just like a man laying down in the middle of like a battlefield and there's like a crow going over his head and he's just kind of shell-shocked. And that's like Matube in this cavern right now, just laying back on the ground, not really sure what's going on. Sees, looks up just in time to see this big, giant scum totter and fall over. Boom, hits the cavern ground. Sees there's one anglerfish looking one left. And uh, kind of confusingly backhands it and calls it a day. <laughs> well, you're out of combat. But what you hear after the din of combat has subsided, subsided is a faint singing coming from down the tunnel. Fishy, fishy, going in the dishy. Make me big and strong. And I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. You motherfucker. Oh, oh no. I knew it, but what a day. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.